going on? Welcome to another episode of Keys in D Minor. This is season two, episode two. I'm your host, Nigel Dotson, with my co-host, Keyshawn Davis. And today we're going to be talking to Sacramento rapper Greatness. But before that, we are uh, also going to be talking about uh, two albums that dropped just recently. Lil Baby's album that dropped today, It's Only Me. And we are also, we are also going to be talking about Quavo and Takeoff's album, uh, Only Built for Infinity Links. So without further ado. What's up, Key? What's up, Nige? How we doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's a it's a lovely Friday. Which one of these do you want to talk about first? Because I, f- I, I feel like we both feel strongly about one of these in different type of ways. So do you want do we want to start with a hate or do we want to start with a with praise? Which one? Uh let's start with the praise. Okay. And let's start with a little baby album. Okay. Yeah. So Lil Baby dropped. It's only me. Yes, sir. His, I mean, I feel like someone, I feel like Keel say it's not that anticipated, but it's kind of been anticipated. And he's one of those rappers that it's not like a, it's not like a he just goes away for five years at a time type of thing. I mean, his career has really only been like five years, you know? Right. So he's really been establishing himself. You know, he, he goes on feature runs. He puts out mixtapes. He's one of those rappers that, you know, really drops a lot of music which I think is a good strategy for younger artists because I feel like, like, remember the Roddy thing where he kind of took like a year and a half to two years to drop? Right. And then when he did, um, you know, people were disappointed by the album. And then it's like, okay, so you waited all this long to give that. So I like that uh, Lil Baby is one of those, you know, younger artists that preaches consistency, at least early in his career. Um, I think it works out for him well. And I think it worked out well for him here too because I feel like, Little Baby has done done a good job of. Um, I feel like you can tell like this is the album. So right. he's so he's so he stays you know consistent throughout the like you hear him rapping. We know what it's like to hear Little Baby rap throughout a year, but you can tell that this is album mode. Um, for a second there, I know it was in question. This album just dropped like the night before we recorded this, but you know twenty four hours before that, Little Baby dropped a single, and the single might be the worst <laughs> track, <laughs> the worst track on the album. Is it Hey? Yeah, it's called oh Hey. It's hey, that's literally how it goes. It, I we don't have to talk about that one too long, but I know, you know, the Twitter discourse was getting a little bit disrespectful <laughs> for my boy. I'm a huge little baby fan. I've been waiting for the little baby episode forever. Let's just get into it though. I just right. I feel like we set the table, but like what do you think of the music? Um so my thoughts on the album, you know, I got I got a chance to listen to it just it's an hour long. Um, I'm not sure if I like like that I had to, you know, sit down for an hour and listen to Lil Baby. Yeah, an hour is hard. <laughs> I feel like an hour is hard with anybody. Though. Right. It's, it's it's really hard with every like tip mainly everyone, but like when it's an artist that I'm like not like I lo- I like Lil Baby. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. He's not like one of my top favorites. Like I can sit down and listen to an hour of Kendrick or Drake or maybe even J Cole, but like. Lil Baby, it was cool. Like, it was easy to digest. I feel like a lot of the tracks did sound the same, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but there's like a good stretch of songs, in my opinion, that started from five because we're gonna skip. We're gonna skip Hey at four. <laughs> I would say the first three were good too, though. <laughs> yeah, but Hey first, just throws it off. Yeah, the first three were they were good. Um, but I think the really the album really starts to pick up from tracks uh, five. It starts with California Breeze all the way down to, I would say thirteen from now on with Future. Yeah. And then the rest of the tracks were cool, too. But, like, I started to, like, you know, not pay attention because it is an hour-long uh, album and it's hard to digest. Uh, 
But it was cool though. Like, don't get me wrong, little baby, fire. Uh, what did we coin him as? The the prince of uh, the prince of hip hop, prince that was promised. Yep. Yeah, the, <laughs> the prince that was promised. Uh, but yeah, I I enjoyed the album. Uh, I will have to give it more listens before I like say it's trash or good. Yeah, so, yeah. Like we we just wanted to make sure that this is covered. Um, right, it dropped. We need to sit with the music a little more. We both probably only listened to it like once or twice before, it, you know, it just dropped like literally hours ago as at the time of recording. But I appreciate that perspective from you because I'm not going to lie. I was getting ready to get on the defensive. <laughs> I was going to, I thought you was going to come in here like, this is trash. Every song is the same. It's all one track minded. Da, 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 da. Right. So I, I appreciate that perspective from you. Um, on my end of it, you know, someone that's more of a fan, I think like Lil Baby is definitely one of my favorite rappers out. Um, but even with some of my other favorite rappers, again, 23 songs in an hour and five minutes is just a really long time for anyone. Right. I think, like, we talked a lot about the Kendrick album. We've talked about it, you know, at length the past couple times we've recorded. And I just think even that is, like, a long listen. You know, I'll do it. I really like right. the album. But, I mean, I feel like the, Mr. Morale clocks in at, like, 58 minutes. This yeah. clocks in. I, I'm never a huge fan of, like, the whole 20-plus track thing. But what I will say is that I think that um, I think Lil Baby did a good job of, you know, keeping it consistent throughout. Right. I thought around track 18 I would kind of tail off and just already get my tweets up based on whatever was in the middle. Like you said, that 5 to 13 range. He did it again and then just right. kind of tweet that out even <laughs> though like the last five songs are just... But no, like some of my favorite songs on the album actually come towards the end too. Right. I'm not really into the whole Jeremiah collab, but those collabs with uh, ESTG and Pooh Shiesty, those were hard. No Fire. Fly Zone, he's yeah. rapping. And I think the outro is really good. I think the intro is really good. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of, it's it's a, it's a solid effort from him. Um, I think that one of the things that makes this different from what came out in 2020, my turn, I feel like that was the album that really like broke Little Baby. He'd been popular. He'd, he, he'd been linking with Gunna, linking with Young Thug, and him and Gunna had collabed before that. But I think My Turn was the first time we really took Lil Baby, like, I don't want to say serious, but the first time we looked at his trajectory and was like, oh, he can be, like, one of those type of yeah, artists. I agree. Because I think that there's, like, there's there, I feel like there's a stereotype. I think if you hear a rapper that, like, is very auto-tune heavy, I think you just, you know, put start putting rappers in boxes. Yeah. Like, J.I.D., and Jim. Lil Baby, it's <laughs> we're gonna be debating this all, all season long. JID and Lil Baby are literally both from Atlanta, right? But I think they both kind and they both had really good albums this year that came out pretty much like a month apart. And I feel like people just put those two in different boxes where it's like, okay, so Lil Baby is the more popular one, so there's no way he can ever be better, right? And then JID doesn't use Otter Tunes, so there's no way he could ever be quote unquote mainstream, even though he kind of is. Like, he's really right. got those listeners up and he's signed under J. Cole, so I don't know what that even means. Like, if you just put it at face value and you put both artists, one on the right side and one on the left, you would just put them in completely different boxes. Yeah. But that's not the way it works, especially with streaming and, you know, this and that. So I think that, um, I think that on this one, Lil Baby, Lil Baby kind of followed up what he did on my turn, you know, showing that he can be like one of those really, really good artists that, you know, stays around, which is hard for young, you know, for young rappers at this point to have sure. longevity, but it feels like he can have that. But I will say it felt like he was less hungry mm -hmm. than whatever he dropped in 2020. And I think it shows not saying like the lack of hunger equaled bad music because a lot of that happens with a lot of rappers. Right. Um, 
you know, some other rappers with Baby or Lil in their name. <laughs> we not even go say who they are, but you know what I mean? They 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 lose that hunger in between projects. And I don't say he's lost the hunger, but when I just say less hunger, you know how it is. Right. Like, like when a rapper first kind of comes on the scene and they're just trying to establish, like, no, I'm top five, I'm top ten. You know, you know like, I think it is. I think he's like, I ain't got to compete with nobody. I'm basically competing yeah. with myself right now because he done hopped on everybody's track and went harder than him on every track. So yeah, it's not that people like, like Drake, right? Toe to toe with J Cole, exactly. Like all them artists, he's like, you know what? Like I don't know if he had this mentality, but he's like, I don't have to go that hard because because I'm like well established right yeah. now. But like, like you said, like they both, uh, him and Jid are both from the same city, and they both make. You know, they both rap their ass off. They yeah. both, you know, uh, they're not, like, similar in sounds, but, like, I think that's a good comparison, Lil Baby to Jid, you know, uh, to see, you know, uh, what their trajectory is. Because um, I feel like Jid can be, like, one of them top rappers, too. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. He just doesn't collaborate with as much as people as Lil Baby does. No, exactly. And honestly, you know, I wish he would. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's... I think that's where, like, when you start getting into differences, I think that sometimes with rappers, when when we put, I think the rappers that get put in that stereotypical J.I.D. box, J.I.D. box, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> I think, like, though sometimes I feel like some people will act like, oh, poor them for not being, quote, unquote, bigger. Right. Right? But it, but I'll always be like, well, why don't you just work with some other artists over there? Right. And just, you know, kind of, I think that, like, I think, like, Lil Baby does, because it's, it's, it's not impossible to, you know, hop on songs with, you know, other rappers and, like, outshine it. Like, it doesn't have to be a... It doesn't always have to be some, like, mainstream hit. I feel like some of Lil Baby's best songs are the ones that don't even end up on radio. Right. But he's just going back and forth, like, with another great. I'm not saying anything like J.I.D. scared, nothing like that. He, right. he can out-rap anyone, but I'm saying more so for, like, his own appeal. Like, collab more, put yourself out there more. I feel like one of the things I enjoyed about this uh J I this past J I D project is that he did do that. Yeah. Like Lil Dirk was on there. Lil <laughs> you know Dirk. I mean? Uh yeah, most definitely on his album. Yeah. Like, come on now. Like, even though he changed his name to something else. I think it's his he changed his name back to uh his real name, which is Yasmin, I believe. Let me go to the album. Oh Yasmin Bay. Yeah. Yasmin Bay. Uh the uh album also had Earth Gang. Um so if you listen to like uh, the Never Story is track five with Earth Gang and same thing with the Forever Story, yeah, uh, it's track five. And then he had Little Wayne on the album. Exactly, that's probably one of the best ones. And uh, I think that's why this is gonna be an album that, like, this could be the one where it's like, oh, JID gonna be nominated for a Grammy right. now or something like that. I, I feel think. like he should be uh, at least nominated for Rap Album of the Year for sure. Yeah, and so then just to refocus. I feel like things like that, like whatever J.I.D. did, just in terms of putting himself out there, like I feel Lil Baby's already kind of been doing that his whole career. So, you know, now that we talked about, you know, the album, uh, what song stood out to you on the album? Um, I think, like, that whole run in the middle was good, but I think the uh, the third track, right before it dipped off at Hey, the third track, what's it called, Renardo Wick? That was a good one. Pop Out. Pop Out, yeah. I thought that was good. I I always think it's good when um, I think it's good when artists are smart enough to let a feature be the standout on they like on their main album. Right. I think that um, like we were talking about, Little Baby's been the standout of a bunch of Legends albums already. 
And I think that's all. I think that's always a smart thing to do. I feel like it could be easy for an artist to be like, I'm not about to let somebody outshine me. This is my album. Right. But I feel like Lil Baby is confident enough and comfortable enough and feels like he's like he probably feels like he's peerless right now. Right. You know what I mean? So to let Nardo Wick, who's only been hot for a year, come on and have one of the most like, you know, like it's literally smartly planned. Like it's like, oh, he comes in like he's kicking your doors down. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like that's a smart decision to let Nardo Wick come in like the surprise and kind of outshine him a little bit. That's one of my favorites. I like uh, I like Perfect Timing a lot. I think we both love. I think a Keys and D stamp of approval song is definitely a Never Hating featuring Young Thug. Never Hating, yeah. That's uh, that's one of my favorites. Uh, probably my favorite song on that album. Um, I didn't like really look at the track list, so I had it playing, and you know that song came up, and I was like, okay. Okay, I like it. And then Young Thug came in. I was like, ooh. Yeah, it's one of them ones where <laughs> you're kind of not really listening and then it kind of right. grabs your attention. Because yeah. California Breeze and Perfect Timing, that's more so, like, that's like that's roll-up music. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or Driving Down the Coast music. Right. For those two songs before, and then Never Hating comes on and you kind of shift gears. I like that. I think Lil Baby's good at shifting gears, too. Yeah. I feel like some, for some people, I think I don't think they give him enough credit for that. I think he raps. Like the way he raps, he's using he doesn't change his rap voice. Like he doesn't change his cadence that yeah, much. Yeah, he doesn't. So I think people are just gonna be like, oh, same flow, same this and same that. But I think he switches gears a lot more than he's given credit for on his projects, um, in terms of like what the song is actually about and the mood right. of the song and the type of artist he's featuring on the song. Right. It just seems like it sounds the same because he's not switching up his cadence. He's using that same auto tune. So people are like, Yeah, this is all just one song. But it's not. Yeah, I agree. Um, how about for you? Were there any other standouts besides the thug? Um, I would just say, um, nah. <laughs> nah, I just know that. It's fine. Yeah. No, that's all good. To wrap it all up in a bow, I think Lil Baby had a good album. Didn't sound as hungry as my turn, but he didn't need, he doesn't need to be as hungry. Right. He was hungry the first time and now he's well established. And I think that uh, he delivered and that's what mattered. Um, I think that he got away from maybe some of the other people that have usually been featured on his album. Like, no gun and no money bag, yo. I saw a tweet that was like, oh, man, all these artists he usually collabs with, they're not there. Like, I think he did a good job kind of letting it be just him. Right. And, you know, just a few others instead of loading it with features because he proved that he can switch gears. He can still he can still carry a rap project by himself because I think sometimes if you load it up with too many features, it's like, what's going on here? Like, can you actually do this? Right. So, um, yeah, I think he delivered in. Does this album get a keys and D stamp of approval? No, well, not yet. <sighs> Not okay, we're gonna, to, we're gonna have to sit we, with it. We're gonna have to sit with it a little bit. For sure. All right. This other album though. Uh, all right. Yeah, Quavo and Takeoff album. All right, so I'm gonna start it off. That album, I would say since there's two of them, it was a two-pack ass. Like <laughs> it was trash. I'm sorry. Like, I couldn't get through the whole album. I feel like they were missing something, and I feel like that something was offset. Um I just didn't enjoy the album. And then they had the audacity. The audacity. <laughs> the audacity to use Outkast uh, as a sample. And it just it just didn't it just didn't it just didn't it didn't flow right to me. Okay. So that is not a stamp of approval. <laughs> Quavo <laughs> and takeoff album. Not isn't it it just wasn't hidden for me. Okay. You, well you might have like a you know a different take on it. Yeah. Well, you know. As your co-host, I'm gonna admit you were spitting bars, you know, like <laughs> coming in with the two pack of ass and all that right off the. I, I like where you're going with it. I, as your co-host, I respect your opinion. 
But I, I couldn't disagree more. Okay. <laughs> so let's go ahead and disagree. <laughs> For me personally, and I like I love Migos. Like I talked about this on the last episode. I talked about this in prior seasons. Uh, my first concert was Drake and Migos. Right. When they blew up, that was like my favorite thing because I was waiting. They was like it was like they was on that bubble, and then Bad and Bougie dropped, and they kind of blew up. Culture is a classic rap album. Yep. Um, Culture T, Culture Two, and Culture Three, not so much, but there's definitely. I think there's a lot of hits on Culture Two that were important, and I think on Culture Three, I think it was just um, it's a really underrated album. It dropped last year. And I thought that that was a, I think that was a shot from Migos that definitely went in that people just slept on because they're like, oh, Migos does the same thing every time. Right. And so for me, I feel like this Unkin Few thing, this Quavo and Takeoff project, um, I think it, I feel like it was, for me, it was refreshing. Okay. I'm cool with the Migos formula. Like I, like I, like I have it, like I love it. I really do. But I think, I think songs can get over overcrowded when you're not when you're not switching it up enough mm-hmm. and it's three people, mm-hmm. it feels like it's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, even though the music's good. I, th- I feel like on this one, they were able to experiment a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not doing nothing crazy. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like they, they didn't go alt on us or anything like that. But I think just little things like, um, like you didn't like the so fresh and so clean sample song, but no, I, I did. <laughs> okay. I, I enjoyed it. I felt like they was I felt like they was riding on it, and I think that they took things they did in Culture Three. They sampled a uh, they sampled a Temptation song on Culture Three and like yeah. rode that pretty well. And that no one's dope. even yeah. I like that one, mm-hmm. but and, not this one. Yeah, because Offset was on there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Offset, Offset killed that verse too. <laughs> So I I would never I would never say that like they're they're better without Offset, but I think it might just be about time in their careers. I talked about this on episode one. It yeah. might just be about time in their careers, right? To kind of for them to do their own thing, right? Um, and for Offset to be able to do his because he is. He is kind of that ingredient X. Yeah. And so I think the enjoyability for this album probably comes down to how much you like Quavo and Takeoff on their own. Like, I feel like for me, it works. But for you, maybe you're like, nah, I kind of need Offset to be that wild card. Yeah, just, I don't know. Like, it's the same. Like, I don't want to say the problem is Quavo. Ooh. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> so, well, could you see, like... Could you see them making an album enjoyable for you, just the two of them, and, like, this one just wasn't it? You know what I mean? Like, could you see them trying again? Probably. Well, I'm going to say this, like, again, it's the same with the Lil Baby album. Like, I only listened to it one time, so Mm -hmm. it's probably going to have to sit with me a a few more times before I I change my mind or not. But, like, first listen wasn't it. I didn't even get to finish the album, to be honest. I think I was, like, two, three songs away, and I'm like, nah. Uh, I'll let this ride. I'm good. <laughs> did you get the chocolate though? I did get the chocolate. Were Young Thug and Gunna? Yeah, it was cool. Just cool. Just okay. Cool. Yeah, it was alright. <laughs> Can we talk about how Young Thug and Gunna is delivering bar or they delivering bars from behind bars? That's better than a lot of what people are putting out right now. True. I feel like they riding. A, a lot of these songs that are coming out though are pre-recorded. I'm yeah, pretty sure that but they made like 50 songs before they went. One hundred percent. But yeah. just let me push the agenda. Okay. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> All right, so I feel it. We think Lil Baby's album is solid. We need a little bit more time. Yep. Quavo and Takeoff, I like it. Key doesn't. Yeah. And yeah. That's just gonna have to, that's how it is. Sometimes we agree to disagree. Yeah, true. Only fix it. Light a candle, 
looking for the vigil. Death to my rivals. Told him I was gonna be him with my hand on the Bible. Only look up to my pops, that's my only idol. And hear me speaking, they gon' follow, got my own disciples. I'm on fire. I gotta get it, keep my mind on my business. I'ma show you how I'm living, nigga. I'm on fire. Run it up, show you how to get a buck. If they on you, switch it up, nigga. I'm on fire. I gotta get it, keep my mind on my business. I'ma show you how I'm living, nigga. I'm on fire. We have greatness sitting here with us. Sir, welcome to the show, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. How you doing today? Uh, not too bad. Just kind of getting the day started for a long day, but I'm chilling. Yeah. You got a show coming up? I heard. Yeah, tonight at the Restroom downtown Sacramento. Uh, I go on at exactly eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, uh, opening up. So tonight at the time of recording by the way this is a friday night so once you listen to this it will have already happens gonna be past tense <laughs> but, we, but we excited for you right now uh-huh. me and my boy ant we go way back right way back way mm-hmm. back max too yep like, our engineer class back in sac state journalism sac state college journalism days mm-hmm. so let's talk about that maybe we open it up right there so mm-hmm. um you because you were making music when you were at sac state right yeah, yeah, I've been making music my whole life. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, and then journalism kind of, it kind of fit because I love writing. Yeah. So, and the possibilities after mm-hmm. uh, journalism, like the certain jobs and stuff, for example, podcasts. Yeah. Um, that's what I was looking at when I decided to, to major. Okay. That's what's up. And so then how do you feel like you balance the whole, like, student and artist thing at the same time? Because I know that's hard. Um, it is hard, um, because a lot of the time has to be dedicated to school. Yeah. If you really want to finish school, like, it took me a long time, but, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Pretty tough. Um, now that I'm done, it's a lot easier to focus strictly on music. And did you feel like there was a lot of opportunity there too, though, at the same time, like being on a college campus while making music? Um... At the time, for me, not really, mm-hmm. um, because as you guys know, Sac State doesn't really have this particular um, branch of music incorporated. Yeah, looking at the music department, they have more so like instruments and jazz and band and stuff like that. But as far as like rap recording, you know yeah. what I mean, engineering, I didn't really see anything that would fit. Yeah, which is kind of interesting because I feel like it's a, it's it's the biggest form of music right now, right? Exactly. So right, I feel exactly. like you know, for these college campuses, maybe they need to you know start bri- you know broadening their horizons. Yeah, a little bit. update a little bit, and mm-hmm. they'll probably get a lot more people involved in the music department, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, because for non-music majors, like more more college students rap than like you feel me play the cello. <laughs> Facts. So. Facts. Play any instrument in general, like. A lot of people want to just record, be recording artists, so. Exactly. And uh, <clears throat> you said you've been making music your whole life. When you start, when did you start making music? Um, I started playing the saxophone in the fourth grade. Okay, my man played the sax. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while since I played, but yeah, I started playing. And then um, I wrote my first rap in the fifth grade. So oh. I've been doing this for a long time. But I didn't really record my first song until like freshman year of high school. Um, and that's how I really got into it. I haven't stopped since. Okay. And was that like a rap song or? Yeah. Um, so one of my buddies, 
back in high school. He was uh, he was rapping in middle school and kind of introduced it to me a little bit um, in high school freshman year. And then I went to his spot. We recorded like six songs, um, and then I just kept it going and started recording myself at my house by like a little twenty dollar microphone, the Adobe Audition. Yep. And was just going from there and then switched to the MacBook Pros, recording off a cell phone headset. Okay. Yeah, back in the, the MySpace days. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go to school? Uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Salesian. Okay. Yeah, right sure. next to Richmond High. Yep. So. See, and Richmond on the podcast. We <laughs> double, we gain up on you, Key. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Uh, what you say you started like you put out your first song uh, out in high school like and you was rapping like in high school like what type of songs were you making out in there like was it like the party type like uh to be honest it was pretty much the same type of stuff I make now okay um I've never really changed my topics right like, everything that I'm involved with life you know like family parties girls yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I stick to I know best so like yeah my lifestyle so yeah. Um, I can't really fake it till I make it type. Right. You know what I mean? It has to come from a real place or else I really can't talk about it. I feel that. I think authenticity in the music is important though. Yeah, Because some, sure. t- some people with the type of music they make, like you could definitely, you could definitely tell. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not everyone. Some people fake it till they make it great. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, in people's lives is their business. So if you're good at making music and can fake it mm-hmm. and sell it, like that's what's most important. Oh, yeah. But some people, you can definitely tell, like, that's not you, just off listen, so. Yeah, and you can you could tell, you could feel it, too. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. The, the biggest artist, in my opinion, I mean, like, you think of, like, Kendrick, Drake, J. Cole. You can feel that they're telling the truth right. yeah. when they rap. You know what I mean? They can't just make up all those bars and the cadences and the style and everything and sell it like that nobody's really gonna buy into it and most people right. who do fake it till you make it fall off in my opinion yeah and i feel like that i feel like that tracks because sometimes people will kind of fall off for what seems like no reason because mm-hmm. what, what you know what people will do what fans will do is they'll just count numbers exactly like they'll be like yeah. oh the streaming numbers was here mm-hmm. and now they're not exactly and that's why people say uh numbers don't lie i feel like numbers lie all the time Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to views, streaming numbers, because I look at it like no shade to anybody, but if you notice when people post their numbers, they post Spotify numbers, mm-hmm. and they don't they rarely post Apple Music numbers because Spotify you can buy those playlists things yeah. like that get placements, so it's a lot of inflated numbers when it comes to that, but um. Yeah, so numbers numbers definitely do lie. I've seen it. <laughs> so, and so for you then, where do you like where do you place numbers as like a value when it comes to your artistry, right? Because there is the thing where, you know, at the same time, like numbers can help you get further along. If you know what your numbers are, mm-hmm. you know, you might be better positioned to, you know, to grow as an artist or to get further along, I should say. So for example, I had a show out here. I, I put on my own concerts. Yeah. So I had a show out here in 2019 before the pandemic. Um, and 
it was my show. I, I cultivated everything, booked all the artists and everything. But I decided to have these local Sacramento artists mm-hmm. headline. Um, and the day of the show, they got all these numbers, thousands of views, plays, whatever. Day of the show, I perform right before them. As soon as I'm done, there's nobody left in the crowd. Now, if these numbers were real, why aren't there anybody still here? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then they put out a video showing that there's people in the crowd, but it's edited. You know what I mean? Mm, right. So it's like the numbers will show when you perform. If you got people in the crowd, that's really all that matters because I'm sure you guys know most artists make their money on tours. Yes. Yes. And so if nobody's at these tours, you're not going to make no money. Right. You know what I mean? So you can inflate all your views, streams, and everything, but if, it's, if they're not showing up in real life, is that real? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So you definitely, there's definitely ways of weeding that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to get into your latest project, Social Introvert. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of talk about, like, how you came up with that name, the social introvert? You know, it's kind of like a little contradiction. Like, you know, you're being social, but you're also introverted. Want to yeah. talk about that a little bit? So it was kind of it was kind of uh, inspired by Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Okay. He had that, uh, that line, anti-social extrovert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I kind of relate, but I don't feel like I'm anti-social. Right. Yeah. So I'm kind of like the opposite of that. Okay. I'll be out. In the setting, I like being out, but most times I'm like to myself. I'm yeah. like more so on the shy side, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I stick with people who I'm with. So that uh, that kind of spoke to me, and I felt like that that's who I was. Like I'm a bartender too. Okay. So I'm like I kind of have to be social in certain settings, but as soon as I'm done, I'm right back to being the quiet guy. Or even when I perform, a lot of people say that I'm two different people, and I'm a Gemini, too, because I kind of work. So I feel like that's my split personality also, where I'm on stage, I'm this turned-up, animated person, but as soon as I get back off, that's gone, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, that's also, like, kind of pertains to my name, too, Greatness. Yeah. yeah. I usually introduce myself by saying I go by Greatness instead of saying I am Greatness. Because I feel like greatness is just a goal for me. It's not really a name. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know how you write like your goals on a note or whatever mm-hmm. and post it certain places. Like I tell people it's just a goal for me. So I, I see it everywhere. And the bigger it gets, the closer I'm getting to it. You know what I mean? So yeah. dialing it back, social introvert is just just who I am for real. And these past couple albums, all my other or projects, I've always had an eight in it, um, like the number eight yeah. incorporated, like figure eight, creative, um, eight-hour party, summer's overrated, winter could wait. Like it always had an eight in it, but I kind of wanted to treat this one more like an album, mm-hmm. so I wanted to switch it up, even though technically to me it's not an album. Um, I call it a pre-album. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's just who I am. Hey, I'm I'm honestly the same way. Like you can ask Nige, I'll be at a party, 
for like a good hour and I'm like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. I'm just like <laughs> that social battery. Right yeah. it's, it's happened plenty of times. Plenty of times. <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's like I'm a I call myself a homebody, but I actually also like being out too. Yeah. yeah. But when I'm outside, I don't really talk to nobody. Right. So it's yeah. like you don't mind being in the mix. Like, exactly. Like, where the fun things are happening, like, uh-huh. I'm here. Like, People I'm not at home on my phone. But yeah, but at the same time, I'm not, I'm not, a, but finna get right in the middle of anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I used to, I used to call it, um, I was center of attention. That's what, the, I had a group called center of attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I kind of faded away and I realized, like, I don't really have to be the center of attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, to be a social introvert, I started, like, wearing these hats and everything. And a lot of people coming up to me like, oh, yeah, I'm, I feel the same way about me, blah, blah. So I feel like a lot of people can relate to it, too. Yeah, for sure. Which is dope. And I for think sure. that's where, like, like, I think that's where the artistry comes in when you're talking about, you know, you have these numbers, but where are the folks at? You relating to people. Like, you still touching people. Mm-hmm. Even if, I mean, I'm not, you know, number watching you at all, but let's just say your Spotify numbers, you know, didn't necessarily, quote, unquote, say that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're going out. You know, the messaging of your music and the way you're branding yourself connects with people. Exactly. And so then that's how you end up, you know, being able to host shows and having, you know, more people staying from your, your music than people that have, you know, a bunch more followers than you or exactly supposedly, in theory, more listens than you. you know exactly. I mean? Exactly. It, it, it definitely makes a difference. Like, um, these past few years, I noticed things weren't, like, working the way I wanted them to. Like the I was music. thinking, yeah, I was thinking I was, I was kind of moving like I was bigger than I was. Okay. Like I felt like I deserved certain things. Mm-hmm. And so right before I dropped this project, I kind of dialed it back. I'm like, man, this shit is not fun no more. I, I can't cuss on here. You get it. You okay. Get it. Um, so yeah, I'm like, this shit is not fun no more. Uh, so I kind of dialed it back I'm like man when was I having most fun when I stopped when I wasn't really caring about the numbers the accolades the opportunities whatever and so that kind of made me like have fun with it again Uh, just look at it from a different perspective that I used to when I was enjoying making music when I was just putting it out that's when I really took hold of like my best creative side. Right. Right. You know so I mean? it kind of like doesn't, it doesn't make it fun anymore when you're like so worried about like, oh, like this song only has like a certain amount of listens and mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, my last album or like last project have more listens. Like, you know, it doesn't yeah. get to you a little bit. Yeah. Or it did. But it you did. Know, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, man, why, why is nobody liking this or, uh, why is nobody watching this? Things right. like that. And then I'm like, let me just let this go. Right. Because that could be a pitfall for a musician, right? Exactly. If you're just trying to... some Numbers can tell you a lot. Mm-hmm. But sometimes things really are just random. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So and You don't want to shift your artistry towards, oh, this seems like it gets more listens, so let me just do more of that. And then it was mm-hmm. just a one-off, and now you're kind of... Exactly. Now you're out of you. You're out, you're out of yourself. Exactly. Because if you go chasing, it's like... I used to gamble a lot, so it's like chasing that that hand. If you yeah. lose, you want to make it back. You're going to lose just way deeper, way more than you win. So why not just play for fun? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just okay. Enjoy it in the moment, and it'll work out how it's supposed to. And so then, how does um, 
how does your kind of your introverted nature tie into things like um like working with other artists like like when it comes to like do you work with a lot of different producers do you produce all your own stuff other rappers um so when i first started out i was doing literally everything myself mm-hmm. engineering made them beats recording myself editing writing everything but after a while um kind of becomes a lot um like even with putting on the shows like i was booking all the concerts the venues getting the times ready the music booking the dj everything it kind of becomes a lot so it's like kind of dialing it back a little bit also on that end to where i am open opening up like working with different engineers um, different artists like I've worked with a lot of artists from Sacramento mm-hmm. um, this project is mainly produced by people I have never even met before okay uh, bottom online I mean a couple of them from some guy in Germany another from this guy who I bought beats from for years now uh, I think he's lives in Georgia um, but I'm trying to get more in the scene of working with people that I have met yeah. Or people who have introduced me to, you know what I mean? Like local people or just acquaintances instead of people that I that would probably never meet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd rather put money in my po- or in the pockets of people that you don't exchange energy. That can yeah, and to feel the same way about the music that I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel that. And then um or did you have some I don't okay. I'm just taking a pause so that way it's easier to do. And so, you know, speaking of, you know, working with other people in Sacramento, people you meet and things like that, mm. I kind of, like, in my opinion, I feel like, you know, because I'm from the Bay, too, went to Sac State just like you, and then now all of a sudden, like, I'm here. Yeah. I'm in Sac. And one of the reasons is, I don't know, I kind of feel like something's in the water a little bit up here when oh, it comes yeah. to, like, artistry like I, you know how it is being from the bay and then you talk you talk about sack to certain people that don't know and mm-hmm. you feel me they got their noses like they looking at you in disgust mm-hmm. like sacramento yeah you know but if you actually come up here and live up here do a few do the time up here mm-hmm. like the music scene is uh, there's something special going on oh yeah oh yeah and i've noticed it um i've been doing the open mics uh recently downtown they got a couple of them the one at the spot i'm playing at tonight the uh, restroom yeah. And then the spot, uh, Golden Bear. Oh, yeah. Are they um, doing that Golden Bear? I did not know that. Yeah, on Tuesdays they have okay. them in their restroom. They were on Thursdays, but they just changed them to Wednesdays. Um, but going to those shows, that's how I ended up, or those open mics, that's how I ended up on the show tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, just being on the music scene, like, it's it's crazy. Like, And a lot of people know each other, too. Sacramento, it's big, but it's small at the same time, yeah. especially in the music scene. For sure. Which is not a bad thing because everybody's in grind mode and everybody's connected. Um, And it's definitely some names that I've seen personally that could be really big. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Like, I'm I'm opening up for tonight. It's probably the first time I've opened up for somebody in years. Um, And I don't mind it at all because the the artists – uh, that are going after me are all dope, yeah. like really dope. Um, like Gabe the Fourth, yep. Um, Coco, 
Big Nick Scum, Jakari Smith, and French 75. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all really dope in their own rights, and I really don't mind going in front of them and then just watching them after. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I think the big thing about um, out here is the support. Too. Yeah. Like, I feel a lot of love, and I'm, I'm not from out here, um, but everybody treats it like I am. You know what I mean? And that's that's dope because they don't have to. They can say, just like the Bay does to Sacramento, they can turn their nose up at me. And Yeah, you're not from up here. Yeah, you're not from up here. Why would we? But they, people think I'm from here. Right. So, and I don't even deny it no more. <laughs> like, I put it in my songs and everything. I'm from Richmond, but. Like, people say, oh, you a sack artist? I'm like, sure. Yeah. Sure. I'm cool with being a part of this. Yeah, because you know it's a wave going on, right? Exactly, exactly. And everybody's showing so much love. So, like, a little bit more love than I get in the Bay. Anyway, yeah. even though I haven't been down there as much as I need to. But, right. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely some big things happening out here, uh, especially in the music scene, for sure. I think one of the things that I think one of the big things with the Bay is just like it's so like not even big just like size wise but like there's all these little pockets right mm-hmm. it's like being from the Bay and being from Richmond and Vallejo Oakland you know uh, SF like it's completely different things oh yeah so everyone wants to like even though it's all like quote unquote the Bay uh-huh. and we you know we come together when it's time everyone wants to draw their line in the sand though oh yeah out in sack we're all going to the same place to have fun. You going to exactly. Doco or you going to Midtown? Exactly. So, yeah. I feel like that's good for artists. Like you're always going to see the same DJs out. Mm-hmm. You know, it creates new opportunities for people. Like, you know, all the time. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I said it's so dope because it's like, Sac. I mean, if you come from the Bay, Sac is Sac. That's including Natomas, uh, Folsom, Roseville. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's we just pocket everything in the one place. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you live out here, it's kind of the same way because, like you said, everybody goes to Doko or Midtown to have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, out, like you said, out in the Bay, you're going to Oakland, San Francisco. Those are like 20 minutes apart. You got to go through mm-hmm. the whole bridge. Nobody's driving that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like nightlife and happening, there's nothing going on in Richmond. Exactly, <laughs> absolutely not. I was just on Facetime t- telling my friend that earlier. Like, yeah. what you doing this weekend? He's like, nothing. I'm like, yeah, tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or like you might go to Berkeley. Uh, yeah. So it's really like, but then that's its own thing, kind of. Exactly. Those are all different settings that, and then they don't like really mesh, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of politics out there too. You know, so there's definitely talent out there, but they got to find some way to just bring everything together. That's something they can't learn from out here. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I just wanted to bring it back to uh, <clears throat> your your album, uh, The Social Introvert. Uh, can you kind of, like, go over the process of that album? I know it's looks like it's about eight songs, 27 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So, like, how did you decide on, like, the length and you know, what songs that you wanted to put on the album? Um, to be honest, I didn't want to have it at A songs because A songs or more makes it an album. Right. Um, but I couldn't leave any of those songs out. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those songs, like the song Bless You, uh, 
I had released before as a single, but I'm like, man, this fits perfectly into this. And um, so starting off at the the first track, this is your jam. Um, I felt like that was a perfect intro. Yeah, it was. It was hard. It worked. Um, it was hard. <laughs> appreciate that. Um, it's something. This is an attention grabber because the intro is supposed to introduce introduce the rest of the album, and it's supposed to get people to keep wanting to listen. I was I was kind of missing at that before. Like I'll probably put like my most popular song at the in my opinion before I put yeah. it out. Um, at the beginning and then put kind of like some of the weaker songs after. But this one, I feel like it was like, all right, what's next? You know what I mean? And this is probably the most songs I've put out in a long time. Like I'll just mm -hmm. put out four four song projects just to keep it light. Um, but yeah, starting off with the intro, I feel like it was a good attention grabber. And then I put the, uh, what was next? Hydro Nitro, I believe was next. Yeah. Um, and that was another one that's like, oh, okay, like, let me keep going. And then I kind of went from there, and then I had to, you know, like I said, I like making songs about women, so I had to add a little section in there strictly, what was like three or four songs right in the middle, mm -hmm. and then ended off with uh, him at the end, which I felt like was a good outro. Right, it was. You know what I mean? So it wasn't really much thought into that, but... That's basically it. Um, but some of the songs, like, it took me a long time to finish because mm -hmm. I'll write. Sometimes I write super fast. Sometimes I write super slow. But when I record, I'm very – I know right away if I like the song or not, like, within the first 20 seconds of recording it. Okay. And so sometimes I'll start recording, and I'm like, I don't like the way it sounds. I'll scrap the whole song. Um, and so some of the songs on the project I rewrote like four or five times. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can't remember which one specifically, but um, actually, no, the Hydro Nitro, I want to say I wrote that a few times. Um, so, yeah, it's a, I don't really have a specific process of writing or putting everything together, but yeah, that's kind of how it came out. It ended up uh, turning out really well. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Now you can really rap. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. When did you know? Like I'm, I'm kind of nice. You know what I mean? Um, I kind of felt it uh, a few years back. I've, I've honestly always thought I was clean, <laughs> but yeah. I kind of knew towards the end of last year. Uh, I was dropping a few songs, like a song "Let's Get to It." Mm -hmm. It was like a span of songs. Let's get to it, Freak Nick. Um, I got them, and then I'm on fire. And once that one came out, it was like okay, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. This is this is it. And then that's when I dropped this joint, which is good growth because you said you know you've been making music forever. Yeah. But then just as of a year ago, that's when you really felt like you know what. Uh -huh. Like, I'm in the zone. I'm having a heat check right now. Let me keep it going. Exactly. Exactly. And then, like I said, at the end of I'm on fire, I said, did I miss yet? Because mm -hmm. like, I was at the point where I was, I have to do this or I'm going to just quit music. 
You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a reality check for myself. Like, okay. like I'm, um, and this is right towards the end of Sac State, actually. I never really had the time to focus strictly on music ever in my life. Mm-hmm. I was always doing something, uh, sports, school, relationships, things like that. But now it's straight up just me. So now I, this is proof to myself. Like, all right, is this what you want? So I had to show it. I feel like I feel like the project speaks right to that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. So, one last thing before we get you up out of here. Mm. So uh, we do this. We do this thing. Usually we do it kind of earlier as an icebreaker, but I'm still gonna go ahead and ask it. Yeah. So we always ask all the artists if you're on a deserted island, and you only had one album to listen to on that island, and you just stuck there, you're not going anywhere. What Ooh. would that album be? Damn. Uh, <laughs> stuck for how long? You're not coming back. <laughs> you're not, not, you're uh, not coming back. Man. One album that comes to mind is Trilogy. The Weeknd. Okay. Um, that's, that's a good pick. A lot of songs. Because that's a lot of music. I'm going to say a lot music. of songs. <laughs> And that's smart. That's a, I feel like that's the most clever answer because we're talking about albums within an album right now, basically. So. Exactly. So that's that's pretty that's clever. A lot of songs, and I I can say I like at least ninety percent of that album, okay. and I can listen to it all the time. At least I probably like more. But what's your favorite off the album? Whew, nah, that's a crazy. Question. <laughs> that's a whole different question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, um, I'll have, let me look at the the list. Cause I've been slapping twenty eight a lot. Okay. Um, Montreal is probably my favorite mm. weekend song, but it's one that I'm missing. Uh, let's see. We are pulling up trilogy. I know, yeah. <laughs> what you need? What you need? Yes. What you need? I feel like is a crazy song, but I mean, I can say a bunch of them, like party after party. Uh, same old song that next. Dirty Diana Outside Dirty Diana mm-hmm. Abel was hungry Yeah <laughs> Yeah no he That's why a lot of people like Say his music is trash now Oh Yeah Cause they No like No I know trash, what you're saying but Yeah no, I, I think it, I would listen to him He's one top five artists for me Yeah Um, But they equate it to This yeah, I know exactly. I'm like, you're not gonna get that back. Right. He was in a whole different place in his life. Yeah. Um, when I hella liked the album that just came out, uh, "Best Friend" was my favorite song uh, for that album. But yeah, I like to. I tell people like, you're not gonna get this version. Yeah. Ever again. It's not coming back. It's not. It's not the <laughs> same. Know. Same thing with like people say like Drake. Like, yeah. Like you're not gonna get "Take Care" and "So Far Gone." You're not gonna get. None of that back. He's in a whole nother space. That's why he right. dropped this, what EDM or dubstep oh, the house album. music. Yeah, house music. Honestly, like, mind. That's one of this boy's favorite projects. I, I liked it. About it. I really, really liked it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like same with like Lil Wayne. Yeah, people say Wayne fell off. I'm, I don't think he did. Like, Wayne can still give you Wayne, but you're not gonna get uh, drought, no yeah. ceilings. All of that, you know what I mean? You're not gonna get that back. You right. just kind of yeah. adjust to the times. Everybody talk about old heads, but when it comes to like that, everybody acts like an old head, not yeah. letting 
growth happen. Exactly. It makes music no fun. Right? Exactly. Like just just enjoy the moment. Just gotta live in the moment. Right. It's not like uh if he if people like if he continuously made the same type of music, people would be like, Oh, he trash, he only makes exactly. the same type of music. You can't win. Yeah. Artists are <laughs> in a lose lose position, right? Yeah. That way for sure. If you don't make the same music, like you said, then people gonna like, Oh, you fell off or right. like the baby drops the same song all the time. People talk about that. So mm-hmm. like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Folks like, pick and choose who they get tired of too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cause the baby mm-hmm. He's not he's not one of my favorite rappers, but at the same time, you know, I liked him and I felt like, yeah, he stays in the same pocket. Mm-hmm. Y'all already saying he fell off two years into the career. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's people, but then there are people that they say make, like push a T, mm-hmm. like 22 years making the same, rapping the same exact way and it's hard and everyone's like, you know, that's like, that's like critical acclaim right there. I'm like, yeah. but what's the difference? Right. I mean, I yeah. guess one raps better, but you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. what's I, the- mean, I have my own opinions about push a T's music, but. <laughs> but I'm just saying what what folks say. Yeah, you no, know facts, I mean? like, facts, facts. And it's expected out of Pusha T. Like you know, he's gonna mm-hmm. rap about. You know what I mean? But it's fine. It's fine because I feel like they give certain artists a pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. you said. But then new artists mm-hmm. are expected to switch up within mm-hmm. two years, or else they're trash. Like he had the quickest fall off ever, and it's like, yeah, y'all the ones that yeah. say he fell off. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Y'all, y'all messing up the the process. But yeah, no, I, I say people just gotta enjoy it. If you yeah. if you like it, you like it. If not, you don't. Yeah. No. And do you feel like that's an approach you take to your music too? Um yeah, now, especially. Um it's it's like like everything, I see all the chatter and stuff. It's like your opinion really doesn't matter too much. Because if the people who like my music still like it, then it's still going to do what it does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why people are so big to this day. Like, like they it's their cult following that certain core of fans, if they still rocking with you, then you'll be fine. You know what I mean? You'll be able to enjoy that, make a living off of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, for example, um, Larry June. Hey, he's hey, not hey, a hey, super hey, hey. big artist. <laughs> a lot of people would say he, he can't rap. Yeah. But what he raps about, he raps about a lot of the same stuff too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same flow and everything, but it works. You know what I mean? He has a he has a he has super, his formula. Yeah, he has a formula and a super cult following. Yeah. What he would call organic. Organic, <laughs> yeah. Numbers. All that, um, so yeah. I mean, sticking to the blueprint is okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. There will be people who come on and fall off, but as long as you got that train on the track, it'd be all right. All right. Well, on that note, stick true to yourself, everybody. Stay sure. organic. Stay working. It's been greatness. Thanks for kicking it, man. I appreciate yeah. y'all for having me. This is this is dope as hell. Do you want to tell them where we can find your music? And uh, Yeah, Social Introvert out now. Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, uh, Amazon Music, YouTube, uh, Deezer, if you use that. Probably nobody does, but <laughs> <laughs> um, shit, you put it on Instagram story, Snapchat, TikTok, 
Yeah, all that's, of that. That's greatness with an eight in it, right? Greatness, G R, yeah. the number eight, T N E S S, and all social media. They don't know Ant. Okay, and this has been episode two. Thank you, greatness. You can catch Appreciate me in key next time. Of course. Oh shit, I'm back up on my mode again. Fresh out my slump, I think it's time to roll in some wins. They want to franchise tag me, but I won't extend. Need to change up the contract, I want more than them. Studio jumping, play any beat, I'm a toe tagging. These shorties want to box me in, I'm the whole package. I'm so electric that these niggas don't want no static. My Casio, get my hoes, then you're fucking padded. This shit working out, I think it's time for flexing on them. You ain't on my level, I'm too high up in the pecking order. They say I'm looking like a lick, they want to come extort them. These crazy niggas looking like...